Chapter 1. Newton's Law Moisture from the recently watered lawn permeated my clothes as I lay face down on the ground, motionless. Blades of grass tickled at my cheek, the hay-like aroma reminding me of summers back home. My chest rose and fell rapidly from the sprint up the hill, but I tried to breathe as quietly as possible. I couldn't get caught. I waited, counting in my head, knowing that even moving to glance at the time could give me away. One one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. A myriad of footfalls echoed to my left, barely ten feet from my position. I squeezed my eyes shut, praying my borrowed black attire would hide me. That, and the rhododendron bush hovering over my back, poking its leaves into my neck. She should be right here, a gruff male voice said. The jangle of keys nearly stopped my heart. Security guards, several, from the chorus of labored breathing. I held my own breath. There's no way she could have run that fast. Maybe she went inside. A quiet voice answered. All the doors are locked. We made sure of that hours ago. Thirty-two one thousand, thirty-three one thousand, thirty-four one thousand. My mind spun. This was way more serious than I could have imagined. It was just supposed to be an in-and-out job, a simple one. How did I get here? I exhaled slowly. What was that? A panicked voice asked. I stifled a gasp. Did they hear me? I let my eyes open just a crack. The semi-darkness flickered once, then twice, before the entire courtyard fell black. A smile played at my lips. Somehow, the team had come through. What happened to the lights? A guard asked. Well, they didn't go out all on their own. Another man said after several seconds. Even the emergency lights are out in the buildings. Something serious is going on. Well... I'm not going to wait around in the pitch black all night, the first guard declared. Let's get back to the office and see what we can figure out. He's right. There's nothing we can do if we can't see. My mind's eye could almost see the men's angry faces as I heard feet shuffling away. Sixty-three one thousand, sixty-four one thousand, sixty-five one thousand. I kept still until I reached one hundred. Then I tightened my grip on the black satchel and popped out from under the foliage to sprint for the statue. I didn't have to see where I was going. The statue had disappeared in the darkness, but I knew exactly where the ten-foot bronze emperor stood. A few weeks of walking that courtyard had ingrained the location of every bench and tree blocking my beeline to Caesar Augustus, though just one time seeing it would have been enough. It took me only a handful of seconds to arrive at the large stone base. I felt almost guilty as I stepped on the patina of Cupid that clung to the bronze skirt of Caesar. With one black running shoe on Cupid's head and the other on Caesar's knee, I hoisted myself up the historic icon until my legs straddled his neck. Despite the darkness, I shook my head at the embarrassing and precarious position I had allowed myself to be put in. Sorry, Augustus. I whispered in his ear before I carefully slid my body to one of his shoulders. With my back against the side of the Roman's head, I wrapped my legs Indian-style around his shoulder and under his armpit. Maybe you'll even thank me later. I reached into my satchel with my free hand and got to work. After about ten minutes, I dismounted the statue and headed back the same way I came. The lights began to flicker on just as I rounded the courtyard and sped up glad the satchel weighed significantly less on my sprint home. 
Alexandra, Alexandra. My Russian professor's voice interrupted my slumber. Can you translate the sentence using the subjunctive? Um... I slid down in my seat and tried to ignore the student's eyes boring into the back of my head. If only I had slept a little the night before instead of sneaking around campus and climbing on top of a statue in the middle of the courtyard. On the bottom of page 63... Professor Golkoff clasped his wrinkled hands in front of him, making a steeple with his index fingers, and rested them on his graying beard. I translated the sentence in question without looking down at my textbook. He eyed me curiously. That is correct. I stayed awake for the rest of the lesson. My first semester at Brown University was already in motion, and though I knew it was where I should be, I still felt like an outsider.